he's just the blind man in the bleachers to the local hometown fans. And he sits beneath the speakers way back in the stand. And he listens to the play-by-play waiting for one name. He wants to hear his son get in the game. Every single other play is an injury. The flags are supposed to stop the injuries. But the, the injuries are supposed to be stopped at the flags. Or if there are no flags, there's supposed to be more injuries. And yet we just have both. There was a play where they called a roughing the passer in the Cowboys game with the Packers, and he didn't even throw the ball. It says in the ruling of roughing the passer, you have to be in the action of before, during, or after throwing the ball. And he was none of the three. He was running. Well, isn't he always before? This. Did he already cross the line of scrimmage? Well, it's it's in the act of throwing. So you have to either be like before the throw where you're setting up, during the throw where you're in the draft. Gallman gets me one week. And then... Dicks you the next week. And then it was all over from there. And I basically dropped both of them already. So, yeah. It was a really unfortunate situation. That happens. One, one year, there's something where the Eagles... It might have been last year, it might have been two years ago. The Eagles, JGI <laughs> got hurt. And there's two guys. There's like um, Corey Clement and someone else that were going to take over. And it looked like one of them was going to be a dominant option. So I spent 20 on each of them. And then they were both just shitty. So I mean that 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 happens. That is annoying. It's 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 frustrating when it happens. Um, for my Benalamakum, because it's very vague what this means. So I suggested maybe it means like a start sit decision. I benched Sammy Watkins week one. Started him every other week. Week I one. I think that's Benalamakum. Is it? That's not a roster decision. Roster decision. Starting sitting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like roster well, decision just, just is keep like. Going, Joey. I think it's good. So week one, Sammy Watkins, I think, had 42 points. And then the rest of the weeks combined, he had 22 points. And it's, it's definitely frustrating when I missed his dominant week, and then he's been uh, mediocre the rest of it. What about you, Levitt? What do you got? Well, I definitely have a couple Ben Adam Javeros that, that fall basically under one category. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure... This has all happened since uh, since last Yom Kippur, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Um, a number of podcast disappointing moments. Uh, a couple weeks where I just like bailed last minute. I lost an amazing. The the, the last episode is really just a, a shanda. Oh, you so um, oh, you fucking tyrant. Ugh. And uh, I think I missed half of what we've recorded so far. This episode. This very episode. <laughs> Somehow, I, like, I just, I went, I, I switched, I had like, I, I opened my work computer, I'm recording this on my work computer, and um, I, I, but I have the, I have the Rays Astros game up in, in a different tab, and so I, I, I switched over from the Rays Astros game to check on the recording, uh, and it said that we'd only been recording for five and a half minutes, and I just know that's not true. So, you I, I, son of a bitch. So we missed like the whole top of the episode. I am sure we did. The episode. It's definitely not. Uh, this is this is definitely going to be people's favorite part of the episode. Everyone and everybody needs a reason to be upset at me these days because I'm so fucking dominant. But I, I will wholeheartedly admit that this is a disaster and completely my fault. Oh my goodness. Okay, so everybody, welcome to the Kafufu Podcast. Once again, <laughs> where I will say, the only podcast where our host completely 
and consistently just dicks us over with his lack of understanding of the technology. I literally have no idea. What, like, you know, earlier I said I didn't know what happened, but I know what happened. There was some sort of disconnect between Soundflower and my computer. That's the thing that I use to connect uh, oh dear. Skype and Google Google to uh, to the recording. Right now, I genuinely have no idea what happened. And the craziest thing is that, like, I don't know, like, how did it start recording if I wasn't recording earlier? Like, I never pressed space. I, I, this this entire thing is a mystery. And when, when I get to go to produce this later tonight, it's just going to be, who knows? It, it'll be a mystery. Who knows? Maybe the whole thing is still there. And, and you just introduced the podcast a second time. And I'll put that in. Like, I, I genuinely have no idea. Is it actively um, recording now? Maybe it got the first five minutes. I I don't see. Yeah, it's actively recording right now. Like, and I don't see. I don't see a place where it like cut out. So I, I don't know what's going on. I I have no idea what's going on. Oh Brady. Oh no. Right, well, I'm gonna see that in two minutes. Oh my god, it's even your infrared treat. This game is not so but so. At five thirty-five okay. right now. Oh yeah, this game is not so but so. It's at it's at four thirty-eight. Okay, so for everyone listening at home, just know that there is a suboptimal lineup. Oh, you got that. <laughs> Joel's really fun, dude. Just know. Um... Uh, also important, Dean passed five thousand hours in Dota, and and he's in the top two percent in the world. Can we can we can we just take a can we just take a break now and regroup regroup mentally after this <laughs> just this disaster? I was talking to someone from on my team from India and someone on my team from New Zealand, and they both said croissants are like native things. Well, they're very what? clearly French. Oh, Brady, you're <laughs> <laughs> really behind, dude. <laughs> Are we ready to take a break? Are we, are we ready, guys? Yeah, can we take a break? I want to have some meatballs. Maybe if I, maybe, maybe this whole thing is a giant Snickers commercial, and if I just have a bite of a Snickers, I'll be back to normal. Wait, Tony, are you, are you such a goddamn amateur at podcasting that you don't know what take a break means? Are you trying to go to an ad? Yeah, man, that's what take a break means in podcasting. Sometimes, or sometimes when the entire thing is fucked, we actually take a break. And right <laughs> okay. now, I think we actually need to take a break. I'm going to get I'm gonna read off. my ad. I'm going to read my ad. Wait, no, I don't want to miss the ad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Do it. Fuck it. This year, catch all the stars in Hut Hut Kike, the first sukkah fully oh, devoted to... Oh, no. This year... Don't be like that. <laughs> I was going to suggest that you bleep out the word kike. Okay. This year... Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to bleep out the word. Just. Oh, my God. This year, catch all the stars in Hut Hut Kike, the first sukkah fully devoted to fantasy football. I mean, that I know of. Hut Hut Kike is a fully immersive 4D experience where you can catch all the action of Jason and Adin's 40-point team performances and watch Lieb give away all his trade assets for one guy. Hang out with the Ushbizen as they regal us all chag. Listen to keynote speaker Dovin teach how to sling the rock down fields, and Yosef Hatsadik could bear the hit on Mason Rudolph to the death. However, that prevents you from adding any other players, or but you can still freely. Actions, I thought. Yeah, you can. I'm not sure if you can do trades, but and you, you could definitely drop players. Hmm. However, um, you and you, you could definitely still change who you're starting and who you're benching. The main thing that definitely does take away is it prevents you from adding more players. So what happened to me this week? And sometimes, I mean, because we we. Uh, 
puttered it at the league meetings that you're allowed to just leave guys on your IR if they're not on your IR because of the intrinsic punishment that prevents you from adding guys. So what happened to me this week is I had Rashad Penny on my IR, and he played on Thursday. So once he already played, he's locked into the IR. Once you see who you got on waivers, then there's the unrestricted free agents, and you can make moves there. Uh, but like all the best play- – almost, almost always the best players are like accounted for. Yeah, but you still make your secondary moves. I know Lay last year one of Gabe's um, Gabe the heels. One of his cheap advantages was that, like, since he was the first to wake up, that he would just be picking up guys on uh, Wednesday mornings. So uh, let's move on. Let's take a, a semi-professional transition to uh, Dean. Uh, Dean, you're heated about the rules, particularly six of the six point seven points in the suboptimal lineup, the defenses and the kickers. As someone who suddenly realized that 80% of his points come from a defense, defenses are really weirdly scored. Well, they win championships, so I don't think it's so crazy. Not winning any championships anytime soon. <laughs> that is true. But if if a defense has 14 points against, they receive one point. Um, All right. There you go. I mean, I, 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 I agree. Like, to me, I, like, I, that was an enormous part. Um <laughs> Uh, like it's, to me, it's 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 equivalent to a wide receiver being underthrown when they're wide open downfield and the ball falls incomplete. You know, like it, it should have been it it should have been it should have been a sure thing. And because of stupid stupid like person not producing, it wasn't. But because they missed- like I respect your, I, I I respect your take, Dean. It's not like I, I'm a, a crazy uh, against kickers losing points. I think it would have to be on the scale. Um, all right. So let's get to the Adler update with an Adler on board. And for some reason, the agenda for the Adler update starts with the commissioner who will be on a plane in five minutes. No, that's not the golden potato Adler update. That's the golden potato update. Oh, that makes more sense. That yeah. makes way more sense. You should read, dude. Use your brain. Well, this whole time, the, the Golden Potato update has been the Adler update. No, it's been the Golden Potato Adler update. Okay. So, Jason is 1-4 right now. He had that crazy Golden Tate touchdown, which got him, like, 15 points. Um, so, right now, his Kevin Bars is 61-39. Is he a lock? 61-39 that he's going to lose to me. Um, is Jason a lock to miss the playoffs? Keep in mind that... Tyreek Hill comes back this week. Saquon Barkley comes back next week. And A.J. Green is any minute now. A.J. Green is not any minute now. They're saying he's probably going to miss at least two more weeks. By the way, guys, can I read a text I just got from Ketmo's own Nathan Denikoff? Please. By the way, you need to listen to Four Skins Lament audiobook. It's a performance piece, so audio is better. It's a tour de force. Tour de Force is a really good phrase. And it like Yeah, so shout out to Four Skins Lament. I feel like that's like a Jewish play on Denelson Denelson the Met on the on the Padres. Anyway. We're, we're getting really deep into these cuts right now. Oh, nice. Foreskin joke. Um Tani, what was our theme song this week? Are you doing it or are you not doing it? We have a theme song. Uh, yeah, 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 we can do it. We can do it. 
Okay. We've done it. It's already been a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Joey, you should really pay attention when I play the theme at the top. All right. So <laughs> so speaking of Nathan, if, if instead of the Golden Potato update, we could just have a Nathan update. Um, yeah, go was, ahead. Jason, wait, wait. Here, here's your Golden Potato update. Jason sucks and he's not making the playoffs. And his no, no, no. Bad. Fine. No, let's oh. get to Jason. We'll save Nathan for the gossip. No, fuck you. Fuck you, you tyrant. All right. So I was so trying Jason, to get to what you wanted. Jason's one and four. Maybe by the time he's listening to this, he's two and four. Maybe he's one and five. But he does have a lot of his star players coming back in the coming weeks. So is he a lock to miss the playoffs? Adina, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say no, he is not a lock to miss the playoffs because I think there are enough other people who are going to be bad, myself included, who will out outpace him. Wait, um, which is something we brought up last week. Is that H. John Benjamin? Um, which is something we brought up last week about how there's a lot of teams clustered at the bottom with leaves so still winless. Right, so, but to bring this in context, LCQ, what is the worst start through five games in Confiffle history when someone has made the playoffs? One and four. Two and four. That's not through five games, Tony. Oh, it was through five games? Own oh, five. Yeah. All right, so one and four has happened once. Jesse Schloss did it in 2016. If you guys don't know who Jesse Schloss is, I, I find that curious. Is he a, a neutral acquaintance of the pod? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. He's, uh, he, he's Well, there's like Ezra Schwartz, enemy of the pod. David Kravitz, fascist of the pod. And then there's Joel Hyman, ambivalent of the pod. And then you got like Nathan and Avi Demikoff, friends of the pod. Yeah. And, and there's more and of friends Farmer of the pod Abe. later. Farmer Abe, patron saint of the pod. Well, we have more of Farmer Abe later in his petition. Another so petition? Been, Do you the same one again? I mean, this is more than I was talking to Farmer Abe, so this is the first time I heard the petition. Um, okay, go ahead. So only Jason once, bears responsibility. Sure, sure, sure. Of course, Jason bears responsibility. Shout out to Alan Robinson. But... Um, so my point is that only one time in Confuffle history in the Yahoo era as a 1-4 team made the playoffs. So, it, I mean, yes, there is a lot of clustering at the bottom. However, it's it's tough. That's that's all. You know what my other hot take is? I think Yahoo is trash. As a human being? Get the fuck out of here. It's a fantasy football app. I think it's just... What would you prefer? I don't know. Go on the internet, find something that's specialty fantasy football. Yahoo's specialty is fantasy oh, football. Oh, Yahoo. I thought you were saying Yaakov. No, Yahoo. Okay, well, what about Yaakov? Was... Oh, Yaakov's a stand-up individual. Okay. He definitely spends a lot of time on the internet. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> but he doesn't have time to come up with a team name. <laughs> Jason, I, I want to go back to Jason, because he, he says that it's not his fault, that his team was all injured, but like it, you set yourself up to be completely destroyed by uh, your team getting injured when you draft a team that has no depth and is completely reliant on one or two individuals. And when those two guys goes out, go out and your other guys get hurt. And like, even when your uh, free agent pickups are decent, like Jason's have been, you're going to suck. And, and she's like, no, it's, it's, it's the, it's the injuries. No, fuck that. Fuck that. When you spend $82 on Saquon 81. and, and then also ridiculous. What? Only, only 81. Oh, it was 81 and 80, whatever. When you spend 81 on Saquon and follow up with AJ Green, the, the, what, what do you expect? That's, that's yeah. literally half your budget yeah. on guys. 
Oh, the guy who got punted in the back of his head is named Stuper. That's funny. So, <laughs> um, okay, we, we talk about how this is all Jason's fault every week. I feel like we all know it, even Jesse, acquaintance of the pod. Um, but uh, we can move on now that we know Jason's terrible. So let's say I beat him this week. Let's say he goes all the way down to 1-5. Let's say he continues 1-6 or even 2-6. and six. At what point does he actually trade Saquon away, right? Because you need a win at least. You, need, you, you cannot lose more than seven games and make the playoffs, right? That's virtually impossible. So yeah. when does so when does he actually trade Saquon away, or does he ever do it? Does he hang on to him for dear life? For what it's worth, for what it's worth, it was when I wrote this into the agenda that I thought to myself, Jason would never trade Saquon, but I wonder if Lee would trade Zeke. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so should we just talk about that trade? Why? How, why did he include Galladay? That's just what I will never understand. There's no way to make me understand why okay. he included uh- another trade asset. Here, here's because here, here's what happened. I was never going to do it one for one because Chubb at twenty dollars, which is what he would be next year. I think or eighteen dollars, which is what he would be next year, is probably a top three right, keeper. But, and yeah, but there's I, so many other right. How much better of a keeper is he compared to James Conner or Melvin Gordon? Right. So you could have talked to Gavi. Better. Yeah, but better enough that he could have better than what he could have gotten for well, yeah. right. So let's say Joey, he would have gotten you, Melvin Gordon for You didn't even hear. You didn't even hear. Okay, I'm listening. So I said to him, like, when I started the conversation, I, wasn't, I, I asked one for three. I asked, I'll give you Chubb, and you give me Zeke, Galladay, and Chris Carson. But it's not and about I what you give think, him. It's about what he no, would be able to get from somebody else. Right? So if he, he, was able like, to, if he was able to get Melvin Gordon one for one, Melvin Gordon for Zeke from Gabe. And then he could do something else with Galladay to potentially get another keeper. Maybe he would be able to get Kittle from you for Galladay, right? Yeah, but like, I think you're thinking about it the wrong way. It's about how to maximize assets. I hear you. I hear you. But he is more likely, I think, to lock up a top three keeper in Chubb and get a really, really, really good key, uh, keeper off of waivers than he is to be able to make two really good keeper trades. I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, uh, we, I do know what he talked about with any of the other teams with winning records. Like, I know he, he didn't reach out to me whatsoever. I'm sure like Gabe reached know, out to everybody. So if, it, if you were the only one, that Davka makes it irresponsible management, right? That's the same thing that happened with Leonard Fournette with your trade last with Yakov. Right, and you have to gauge the market. That's being a GM 101. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, you can't fault me. That's, that's, that's oh, the one. I'm faulting you. Yeah, you make that trade 10 times out of 10. Like, it's absurd that you got Galladay on top well, of I mean, this. Well, I mean, look, between... I, I said to Lieb that if, if he, he wanted to do not Galladay, he wanted to do maybe Josh Gordon in a two-for-one, I said to him, look... Um, Chubb is right now really my only keeper option. I guess I could do Godwin, but that's already going to be expensive. And I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one next year. It seems unreasonable to me. But well, he's Chubb, is basically, Chubb is basically my only keeper for sure for next year. Well, next and year, so if, next year well, Godwin wait, wait, wait. is not crazy for you because there's no inflation for year one keepers anymore. Nonetheless, I was saying to him that like if I'm trading Chubb, I want to know that like I should win the league. And right, so it, I but it's not about you. It's gonna, about what Gavi or Ezra or even Daniel would give him. 
No, I understand. No, I'm, so uh, just just from my perspective. So I, I yeah, we all I understand not, it from your perspective. No, but like I, I don't want people to think that like I was trading in bad faith. Like I, you know, I I think that that these keeper trades often in the moment look really, really, really good for the team that is getting you you know the the, the known asset. You know, the right. Chris Archer or whatever, and and it could turn out to be a Chris Archer for Austin Meadows. Right, and, it's Paul uh, George or Victor Oladipo. Exactly, and 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 so a, I feel like it's it's early days, um, and b. You know, I honestly think it was a reasonable trade for him to make. It, it seemed kind of silly to me that like he insisted on expanding the trade to a three for three instead of. Right. A he already dropped Edo Smith. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I kind of want to pick him back up because I think Edo Smith's the man. Well, he's um, been on Adrian Peterson and like Adrian Peterson on uh, our roster. Well, I mean, I picked up Adrian Peterson for this week because apparently, like the. Uh, Apparently the uh, the the Redskins really want to run him, and the the Dolphins suck. In case you haven't heard, shout okay. out to T Pain. Um, but yeah, so I, I just uh, like I didn't understand why he wanted to throw it like include these guys to like compete. Yeah, I, it seemed that it was really important to lead to not go like without winning a game. But like his team is already good enough that he's gonna he's gonna luck into one. He's gonna stumble into a, a team. Chubb alone should be able to handle that. But you know, so he wanted he wanted to get D Jacks back. Um, and he wanted Tony Pollard. I was like, if I'm trading for Zeke, obviously I'm not going to give you Tony Pollard. So, so we uh, gave me to Smith and got back Alsh, uh, which I'm happy with. And, and, you know, sure. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's on, it's on the tanker to, uh, to, to engage the market. But I, but I still think that like, even, even on uh, on its own terms, like in a vacuum, let's you know he didn't reach out to anybody else. I think Lieb got a good deal. Dean, anything to say? He said keepers, and I phased out to watch hockey. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, we almost skipped this, and I don't want to. I vote that we ban Jason from talking about the NFC East. That's your banana Javero. You and Jason are beefing. <laughs> I don't think we're beefing. Like right now, at, at most, it's poultry. Because like, a, I genuinely appreciate the vast, vast majority of Jason takes. Jason and I see eye to eye on a serious, serious amount of things. It's just that his anything close to being a Giants-related matter, like his takes are really asinine. And I include, I include Patriots takes in the Giants-related takes. Which is what we which is what we happened had today with the Yakov. Like obviously it was mutter for me to to it's live live NFL reactions. And I, I mentioned something about the Patriots. And it was like that's eh, stupid. It's stupid. But like and I know it's ridiculous of me to say we should ban Jason from from making takes about the NFC. I just they're yeah, really I think, just I, I, I think you're being too grumpy about it. All right. I don't know. So, being grumpy I think is you're being content. grumpy on it. I think you're being grumpy on it. Being grumpy okay. is good for content, though. So there are lots of points. There are lots of points. On the NFC East, like, like I think I think we definitely need some good variety like that. I like the crazy takes. I'm a fan. I think I, I might be playing with this recording. Like, somehow it's only oh, recorded twenty. It's it's only recorded twenty eight minutes. I bet you it's been recording this whole time, and like it's just been popping in and out. So we're gonna get a real mishmash of an episode, and I, I see it's recording me say this. So. You know, this should be interesting. This is the biggest disaster in Jewish history. No, the the last episode was the biggest disaster in Jewish history because that episode is legendary. Rest in peace to the last episode. Uh, This is a half episode.
This could be like the half lost episode. <laughs> this is the lost and found episode. So yeah. there, are, there are lots of points scored this week. Um, Adin, if you didn't F us, we would have the all-time high in play. I'm highlighting everything because I'm not sure where my LCQs are hidden. <laughs> wait, All right. wait, you hit LCQs? Yeah, like I have that Jesse thing up here. Like I have LCQs hidden all over here. <laughs> and like we wrote this a couple days ago, so I don't remember where they are. Um, <laughs> Jesse posed the question of, um, has there ever been a week where everyone scored 100 points? So um, what's your guess? Has there been? How many have there been? And when were they? When were they? I don't think there's any point in guessing. But yes, how many other definitely. Bands have there been? Yes, there have been, for sure. No doubt. No, I, Dean, what do you I think? have been bad long enough. They're not <laughs> being above 100 points. There's no way. Okay. So Yaakov was under 100 points. Okay, yeah. So it's happened three times. Where nobody scored under 100 points. It happened. We are currently in week 70. Nice. Um, so it happened in week 27, week 33. So pretty close together in week 54. And how many additional times has there been just one team under 100 points? And how many of those times were because of you, Adin? I'm going to say it was uh, four times because of me, eight times in total. Dude, pretty close. Wow. Oof. Okay, so the answer, Tani is afraid to guess. The answer is one person under 100 points has happened 14 times, and the reason being just that Dean happened five of those times, so roughly a third of it. And <laughs> um, what is the closest week we came to getting everyone over 100 points? Like, what was the highest, lowest score closest to 100? 96. Adina, what's uh, your guess? No, it was definitely uh, 96. And who, and who was it? And a half, and it was Lieb. Tony, who uh, do you think I'm guessing Jesse. It was Jesse's, Yaakov. Jesse? Oh, wow. Yaakov had 99.3 points in week 58. Wow. So wow. just to recap, all these LCQs are sort of rapid fire. Um, there have been three rapid times where point, everyone right? scored 100. There have been three times where everyone has scored 100 points or more. 14 times where nine teams scored 100 points or more. Five times where everybody scored 100 points but a Dean. And the closest we ever came with just missing that 100-point threshold, was in week 58 when Jakob had 99.3. All right. These are, these are good fun facts. Um, so Jesse and Daniel both had big wins this past week. Um, that was kind of the, the whole point of this lots of points segment. And, and Dean, I want well, to ask you... The point is for the LCQs. To quote Tony Lovett, whether they call it that or not, LCQ is the best part of any podcast. Uh, you're not wrong, but... Like the whole point of the podcast of the LCQs, but the point of this segment was to make sure that we want, I wanted to hit on both Jesse and Daniel's big wins because and I, I want to hit on both Jesse and Daniel. What do you guys nice. think? Um, and I just like, I feel like one of these big wins means something and one of them doesn't. So Dean, which, which of these big wins do you think will matter more as we move towards the playoffs? I, I appreciate that you assume that I know who's on Jesse's team and who's on Daniel's team first you had access to the rundown for like three days yeah but it's more fun if i just don't look it up i have no idea who's on either of these teams okay but you still have an opinion uh, I, think <laughs> I think jesse played jesse had a really high scoring week this week he yes went sir. Off. plus he he just got his second win as opposed to daniel getting his first one unless i'm yeah, mistaken I, mean, I think i think jesse could hit stride or do they both are they both two and three now no daniel just got his first one 
Yeah, yeah. so I mean, Jesse means more just because it puts him a game ahead of Daniel. Well, I think it also means I, more I think Jesse had like he had a much higher scoring week. Yeah, but I mean, so much touchdown variability, right? He had four touchdowns from Aaron Jones, and the Eagles defense scored him thirty-five points. I mean, that's how many not. Did Tony have this week? How many points is the Patriots defense going to get you? It's consistent, though. You can't tell me it's not consistent. Oh, so I'm saying yeah. that because we're at 12-12 in the third quarter, <laughs> and, the, and the Patriots got another interception. Wait, stop. Stefan. Bro, you can't call spoilies when you're literally seven minutes behind. Also, like everyone's listening to this well after the game happens. So, uh, Adina's trying to azer this guy, but it's not happening with us. Anyway... Um, I honestly think that this is more important for Daniel because I think his team is better, and I and I think it's much more likely that Daniel will go on a six and three run than Jesse will. Even though I like Jesse's team, I think it's just more likely that Daniel and a six and three or a seven and two run is what it's going to take for one of those teams to really solidify themselves in the playoffs. Right, and that's what Jesse did when he started out one and four. He busted out a what busting out everybody come around. It's a good song. What the fuck is that? This this isn't this is from Super Bad. It's from Superbad. That was a horrible throw. Wow. Guys, is Gabe been a father? Is Gabe a father, yes or no? No. Okay. Am I a father? I'll have to ask you that. I don't think so. I mean, we already know what is. Have you impregnated Mike Soroka? No, I, I, I never met Lauren Soroka. She's trying things out with that other guy. But uh, shout out to Ezra for saying that I'm out of her league. Uh, shout out to Ezra. You're the real one. That was, that was a really, <laughs> really fucking hot take. That was a crazy, crazy take. It's definitely not right. Uh, let's yeah, he was go, let's, here. Let's go to the Golden Potato Adler update. All right. Um, oh, you bitch. Oh, you fucking tyrant. Okay. Well, I, I wrote out what I was. Oh, the Adlers are 0-3 this week? Uh, I apologize for not seeing that. way. I really should have done this. I, I promise to get this to you guys later. Because last week we talked about how many times have all three others won. Next week, I promise to talk about how Joey, I, much more important. I have permission to talk about this now. Sarah is going into labor. They're in the hospital. Um, and and I was trying to get permission to, to talk about it at the top of the episode, but that's not happening. So so I've known about this since the morning. It's been a very emotional day. Adina and I are in this amazing group chat with Adler Brothers, me, um, Adler email Adler at gmail.com. Yeah, email at plus Jeff and Sarah's mom. On site, actually. And, and just Sarah's mom or Sarah's mom, uh, dad also? I think both. What about your mom? Yeah. No, um, but I have given her an occasional update um, telling her that it's private news. But more importantly... Slash unpopular opinion. Gavi is closer with Dina Levitt than Tony Levitt. <laughs> it's not a crazy call. It's really not. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Honestly, along those lines, Sarah Adler is closer with Dina Levitt than Tani Levitt. Well, that's not crazy. Because every time she sees you, she probably sees um, your mom. That's not true. I visit Boston. But more importantly, I'm pretty sure that every snap that Sarah sends me, she also sends my mom. And every snap that the Giants and Patriots take this game turns into a turnover. It's really true. GFT um, bitches. Nice. Um, so yeah, so 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 Gabe, so Gabe and Sarah in the hospital trying to trying to um, get rid of Fork from her belly so that they can hang out with Fork in real life. Um, and Gavi Gavi texted us this morning and said we're evicting Fork. We're going to the hospital to induce Sarah. It was so funny. 
Also, I will finally plead ignorance since I guess we only have 14 minutes of audio in this episode. Um, <laughs> what, what, what is this fork thing? I genuinely don't know. It's some sort of computer science joke. They, they seem to think it's really funny. Adin? Um, yeah, I assume they're talking about this thing where in uh, this one specific uh, class, you do this assignment where you make a shell and you basically do a lot of forking and cloning of things. And there's something What's about forking? babies. It's, I'm pretty sure it's a gross like sexual act. Off to multiple uh, like processes of something. Okay, like, like you, prongs. I get it. Yeah, like you parallelize stuff, make them happen at the same time. Brady's having a good game on the ground. Um, but it's okay, something so about like reaping zombie children. All right. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Fork, possible zombie child. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I picked out I picked out um, infant clothes to order for her today. I'm very excited, I'm very and, uh, very excited. And and my official last week, I had to give a mea culpa for things I may have said about women that married into the other family. So uh, nothing but well wishes, speedy recovery, shot to uh, to uh, Sarah Bear Kennedy. Yeah, I said to Hillam to today for the first time in a long time. Like, who does that? I, I was like, pretty on the toilet today. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's more blasphemous than the girl I worked with at JCC who had Shma tattooed on her back. <laughs> like full Yun K Vabke, not Hashem. Okay. Full Yun K Vabke tattooed on her back. Oh man. So 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 Gabe is almost a dad. Um we're we're rooting for Fork to be born on 1010, but it seems like 1011 is more likely. 1011 is still a solid birthday. Sure, if it was seven years ago. Why? 10, 11, 12. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't like, I'm reading the things that I wrote in the other day and it doesn't really seem to fit. Yeah, Gavi, Gavi thinks he's a, he's a contender, but this loss last week really, um, really was tough. At this point, like, I, I, he still, he still outscored you. Yeah, but by like 10 points. I'm still 70 points ahead of the next guy, and I'm like the only person so what, who has over all, 700 points. All that matters is any given Thursday, Sunday, Monday, right? One matchup where you get the touchdowns or you don't get the touchdowns, that's what happens in the playoffs. One yeah. afternoon where Christian McCaffrey doesn't... That. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear that I have far and away the best team. More on that next week. How but, many injuries have you had to your starting lineup? Uh, just the one, and I traded him. Who's the one? DJ, Jackson. Jackson. he wasn't hurt. Oh, no, okay. Jackson. Jackson. and he doesn't even matter. So yeah. Well, I mean, been... if 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 he had been healthy, he would have started for, for me pretty much every week. But he, he, yeah, he maybe got hurt. he's still like a boomer bust guy. You've also no, you've had like, a crazy amount of zeros in your starting lineup. I know. I was thinking about that. Like all these points, and two weeks in a row, I've had zeros. But you've also uh, had a crazy amount of touchdown luck, so that definitely balances out. Well, it totally does. I mean, and like, it and, also and helps point, that I, I have a ridiculous uh, grouping of players. Is he Sonny Michelle's team? Is that guy? Um, no, you're like three seconds ahead of me, which is weird because again, I'm I'm watching on cable. Oh, great block! Um, yeah, he <laughs> did just steal that guy. So I mean, now you definitely have the best team after that Kittle trade and the Zeke trade. Um, yeah, going into and the season. Going into the season, I had a good team. Yeah, you had a very good team going into the season, but now it's definitely the best. Now it's definitely a contender for best all time. I don't yeah. know, but More again, given Sunday, Teaser. as long as more next right, week. So as long as somebody's upper bound is higher than your lower bound, you're still right, you've only I think scored the highest points in the league so far one week this year. So yeah, but Joey, let me let me put it this way: 
uh, yeah, in the Yahoo recap email last week, if I played every single team in the league this year, I'd be 40 and five. That's pretty good. That's really good. That's really but fucking all good. it takes is one. That's what happens in the playoffs. 100 percent. 100 percent. Though I will right, say, that's a nice so block. That's, wait, wait, wait. Like, that's awesome. You can't question that the Dodgers are better than the Nationals, but Nationals you're not are going wrong. On, Dodgers are going home. 100 percent. You're not wrong. Um, though I will say, if David Johnson ends up missing a bunch of time, um, I, I'm, I'll be pumped because you know Chase Edmond and all that. But anyway, you know, 50 50 for this week. Yeah, uh, but we can move on. Yeah, we definitely should. Yakov uh, has a brutal, brutal schedule coming up. Um, I really don't think he's going to be in contention for much much more than the six seed. Okay. Yeah, I don't think either of you have takes. <laughs> Adin, um, I asked, I asked in, the, in the rundown, are the Pats defense and special teams Adin's second best player? Ezra points, points out in the Slack like 10 minutes ago that by the math, they're actually... Factually, Adin's best player. Undoubtedly, they're my best player. Yeah, but so far, because they've played the Giants, the Dolphins, the Jets, uh, the Bills. Joey, don't do whatever it is you're doing with your hands. This? Uh, it was like making a crinkling sound. Any, uh, anyway. Yeah, I was playing some Velcro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, at this point, I'm rooting for the Pats DSC to be Adin's highest scoring player on the season because I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Also, well, I'm a Pats fan. To be fair, I've had a rough year with Antonio Brown and everything after that. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to, right? So if you have one breakout, but one of your players gets cut by multiple teams. <laughs> but did you, do you guys know? So I saw this thing about the Madden curse today. Do you guys know the engine that EA Sports uses that they run Madden on when Antonio Brown's on the cover? The Unreal Engine? It's called Frostbite. Zang. That's good guys. So speaking of which, um, hit us up with that Nathan Goss. Okay, okay, we can get into the Nathan Goss. I've been okay, waiting so for it. I'm like guys, pretty pumped. As you guys um, all heard, so I found out my brother, um, Zev Elif. By the way, a side note. Um, Ezra and I have a uh, we'll get into it. Ezra Ezra and I have had a side bet based on our matchup, I think, next week for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, so I'm not going into what it is yet, but it does involve sending something to our families. Nice. So I brought it to Ezra. Who has uh, whose opinion matters more? What Leia Newman thinks of me, or what Zev Ella thinks of Ezra? What, what What do you guys think? Um, what Leia Newman thinks of you. So, I Ezra thinks that it's Zev Ella, and I'm I I am inclined to agree because Ezra says he wants to break into that modern orthodox scholars market where they will pay you to stay in a hotel for Pesach. Oh uh, yeah. Getting paid to do random Jewish things you would already do is pretty sweet. It's like me and Davening on Rosh Hashanah. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I would like, I, yeah, it's, it's a good gig to get paid for stuff. My dad got us because of that kind of scene. My dad took my family to Aspen one summer and like, I went to like, uh, like a million dollar kiddish basically at like, um, at the Chabad out in Aspen for rich people. It was amazing. I got hammered. Right, so that's fucking sick. And yeah. I don't really know what Leia Newman can really do positively or negatively to me. So, Set you up with her friends? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 was, that was the extent of it. I feel like um, opinions also have high weight. I don't know what it is. We are a, a it's just a weight of judgment. <laughs> um, so my Nathan Goss, so as you guys all heard at the top of the show, 
Uh, my brother, in his um, latest book, he gave a preview. He posted on Facebook. And he broke the news that Death Man the Stiebel was actually an old country song called Blind Man in the Bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is whack. You might have heard it on the way in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know if you guys want to get takes on that first. Um, I really thought it was the other way around. Everything is schlock rock these days, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. That's, I what I th- that. that's what I thought of. That's what I thought of when there were all those bad uh, covers for the fantasy football league in our po- like the podcast that we listened to, where like you had to make parodies to get into the league, and like some of them were just bad. I was like, this isn't even as good as schlock rock. Like, come on, guys. Schlock rock has some good ones. Yeah, they have some real misses. They're real Adam Dunn's, but the good ones are good ones. Yeah, help me, Rom Bomb. Everyone knows it's Rashi Bravanel. Like it's all they, they, that's their wheelhouse. Kriyachima. Kriyachima is a good one. Yeah, that's true. We're going to go out with that. I love Kriyachima, man. We're going out with that. Honestly, it might be hard to find. Like, I've gone down that road before. It might be hard to find. Yeah, shout out to the Astros for advancing. Uh, So, um, this one guy guy commented on on my brother's post for that thing. This guy, Chaim Shapiro. Shout out to Chaim Shapiro. He wrote, my reactions to the original Death Man the Shibble focused on how improbable it was that a Rebbe at a small town shtibel wouldn't know that a long-time congregant passed away the previous evening. Aside from that, the chazan shouldn't even be allowed to daven from the Amud. Um, <laughs> because um, he's putter from the mitzvah, so he can't be yotze in the mitzvah. Um, and then this guy, Harry Portman, replies to Chaim Shapira saying, yeah, exactly. Where was the Hefer Kadisha? There's no way the father died an entire day in a small town without anyone knowing or participating in the burial. Um, <laughs> so so Nathan and I were talking about that point for a little bit um, and just the ridiculousness of that song and then um, he sends me, he's on the bus right now I don't know if he's coming to Maryland or from Maryland but he sends me a screenshot of um, the Wi-Fi networks available and one of them is Johnny Levy's iPhone so shout out to um, Ketmo alumni Johnny Levy, shout out oh. to Benji Levy, shout out to um, DC resident Miriam Levy, who is surprisingly involved in the scene here. That is surprising. Um, and then Nathan also sent me that thing about the Foreskin Lament audiobook. My favorite thing about recording with Joey last week was that like he got really excited about the music for last week, as he should, because the music last week was sick. And then That's he texts Nathan and he texts Nathan about it. Nathan's like, "That's solid." But let me one up you and sends Joey an hour of of uh, what's his name, <laughs> Sluchos, which is. Nathan's all-time favorite. Oh, Helfgott's doing Slichot, and it, which is like a classic Nathan. He's been like obsessed with that for years. And Joey was like, Nathan just sent me something crazy. Yeah, I could post it in Ezra's um, comment no, no, section put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, fine. We'll put it in the show notes. It's easy and clickable. Anyway. And then also, also but, but regarding that, um, regarding the Helfgott Slichot, Tani and Nadine, what is your favorite nusach for, uh, for Kaddish? Because I have a surprising one. <clears throat> um, like, ever? Yeah, I mean, like, in the standard repertoire, whether it's for Yomim Norayim or... Obi I mean, I always say. like, the, like the, the full Kaddish at the end of uh, oh, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, yeah. which they didn't do here, and I was upset about. And for our audience at home, can you just give us a taste of it as a professional chazan? Peter style. Yeah, that's a classic. Mine, I think, is a little bit of a twist. It's the one that goes like, Yiska Dava, Yiska Dashimera, 
because to me, it always sounds like the lollipop guild from Wizard of Oz, and it always makes me chuckle on the inside. You're the type to chuckle on the inside, Joey. All right, Dean, what's your favorite cottage? Oh, no, it's the same as Tony. It's, it, it's by far the most hype. Also, I like that, I like that everyone messes up the uh, main after. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. That is, that is such a good... Uh, you know, it got me my first year, and then. Speaking of chuckling on the inside, um, I oh yeah, hopefully this girl um, won't be listening to the pod. But I think I have an opportunity to chuckle on the inside of someone. So that's a that's a that's a that's a. Does that mean secret. oral? Does that mean oral sex? I have no idea. Inside? Just you guys, you guys. Is that it. what you do with your tongue? You oh, mimic no, laughter. No, 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 no. It was it was definitely a penis thing. But point of the story is, Patriots point, kickers are bad. Did he miss it again? <laughs> Yako's gonna text me. I swear to God. Ass. That's oh my God. Yako's gonna text me. Take on the holding first down. Oh my God. Dean, you're so far behind. Anyway, last Saturday night, I went out with the guy from my building, and he was hitting on these girls. And so I went to uh, to like talk to the friend because that was like distracting, and the friend was not someone I was interested in. And then she's like, "Oh, you're Jewish, aren't you?" I was like, "How did you figure that out?" I left my keep at home, and she was like, "She didn't tell me. I have no recollection of how she figured this out." She's like, "I'm gonna set you up with my friend." Next thing I know, I, I'm I'm like, I have the number of this her friend, and I, there's some sort of expectation that like I message this girl, so I text this girl, and now we're like texting. I don't know what she say, looks like. Say her name. <laughs> say her name. Her name is Julia. And okay, because so I'm, gonna, I'm a good friend. I'm going to one-up you at the end. Wait, wait, wait. Let the record reflect that I'm a good friend, and I explicitly asked Joey if I should railroad this girl uh, and ignore <laughs> her uh, out of solidarity. And Joey, Shout what did to you Matthew say? Matthew Levitt, Kumfufu listener. What did, what, did, what, did you say? what did you say about this girl? I, I assume that you should nail her. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a good euphemism. You, you talk. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Um, so Tani had his thing with a girl named Julia for anyone listening at home. Uh, my ex-girlfriend's name was Julia, Julia Fisher. And I recently downloaded the app Hinge, which side note, I don't think that Hinge only gives you like six likes a day. Yeah, it's, it's really, very, it's very limiting. Like they're very, very clearly trying to just get you to pay for it, which I understand from their perspective. Anyway, Hinge set like a specific thing saying, you really got to meet this girl, Julia Fisher, different Julia Fisher, different Julia oh, Fisher. Oh, that's crazy. Um, Joey Ellis, quote, nail her like she's Christ herself. So <laughs> that's what Joey said. And we got, we got to go out because I've needed to pee for 45 minutes and it's getting quite painful. Um, well, that's on you, man. I, uh, Adina and I could keep talking. Adina and I were talking for like 45 minutes while we were waiting for you to set up. I was hearing all of that for what it's worth. All right, Joey, you do Avi's petition. I'm going to run and pee and then we'll do the outro together. Okay. I mean, you should just have... Uh some sort of bowl or something, some sort of a uh, bedpan to pee in during the show. It's irresponsible from you. Uh, so Avi has been binging some episodes recently. Um, one day, Bezra Hashem, he'll be binging this very episode as I'm talking right now at Thursday, October 10th at 10.31 p.m. And Avi has a petition. Adin, I want to know your take on this. What? 7.30 p.m., 9.31 p.m. Um, Nachon. Avi has a petition that he wants to be added to the Slack. That's what do ridiculous. you think? Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Okay, Listen, so it's it's just ridiculous. Do you want we could have like like one channel in the Slack that is like like guests? Why did he mute his flusher? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's go really on. A slack. Like um, I agree. I think the fact that you could have a channel just for guest access is interesting. It's like client's use. 
kind of. I, yeah, <laughs> but that is what it is. But also, like, the second you open it up, it's just, like, we're going to move on to too much non-Confuffle-related stuff. I mean, that's um, the best part of the Confuffle Slack, obviously. I mean, it is, but, like, do we want 50 people in the Slack? Then who are we going to have as enemies of the pod? Just out of curiosity, did well, you always flush? Shorts. Yeah, we very much are the flush, and we talked about it. I figured you did. How I didn't bother closing the door. That was an incredible, painful pee. All right, wait. So, Tani, what do you think about Avi being added to the Slack? I, I've been very clear that Avi doesn't belong in the Slack. I've told that to him to his face many times, and he gets very up in arms. You know how he does. All right, so tell us about Mike. Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike is uh, my friend from the building who, who, uh, who invited me to come out with him and his friends. He was very generous to him. Nice guy. And, uh, and he's a savage. He, like, he, like, will go up to girls, like, honestly, like, girls, women, he, 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 he's fine with it all, you know, as long as they're 18. That, he made that very clear. Um, and, and he's just, like, if, if they say no, he's, like, oh, okay, fine. He, like, doesn't bother him in the slightest. It's Aww. crazy. All right, that's on the holder, dude. Right on the laces. <laughs> no one area that behind. Oh, this is crazy. And no one knows the reason, but the blind man didn't come. And his boy looks kind of nervous sometimes, turns around and stares. Just as though he sees the old man sitting there. The local boys are trying, but they slowly lose their will. Another. Place.